Hello everybody, Jesse Schreck with Practical Missions Cohort, serving on field in Italy as the director for PMC. Today we're doing an episode on the podcast. Today would be episode 232. Uh, we started out this podcast many years ago, and it was simply a way for us to uh, share what's going on on the mission field and teach and share on different things related to the Christian life and missions in particular. It's developing this podcast over the years, and we're also making plans for the very near future how to better incorporate people into this podcast and make it a tool that is useful for ministry partners, as well as new and future potential missionaries that are going to be joining in with us. Uh, so, in any case, episode 232 of the PMC podcast, and today we're going to be looking at a book recommendation, and we're going to give it a missions focus, why we would recommend that you read this, why we would commend you to read this book, pick it up, and how you can be blessed by reading it. So we'll we'll show what the book is, we'll get into uh, a couple different uh, yeah, paragraphs that we're going to read and share, and, and highlight why this is critical, why it's important. But before we get into that today, and, uh, and look at that, I actually got to pull up a screen share here. Uh, this is a live recording, doing it also on the YouTube as well. Uh, so this will be uh, available to watch for those who watch the podcast uh, or those who choose to listen, you can listen in just as well. But the, the thing we wanted to mention here before we get into our, our update is comments or questions. Would you like to be featured on the PMC podcast? Uh, so if you want to be part of the podcast, which is growing and developing, and you have a question, perhaps uh, we do a Q&A thing on this podcast as well, anything related to missions and missions-related work in Italy. If you have a question or a comment that you'd like to have answered from a real missionary, go ahead and uh, you can visit speakpipe.com slash forward slash practical missions cohort. When you get to that page, it's a page dedicated to PMC. You would click on the one button that's available, and it tells you to record a voice message so you would if you have a microphone you connect it to your thing or if you're recording even from your your phone you just hold the the what is it the microphone of the phone directly close to your mouth and record your message kind of like leaving a voice message and we will receive that if we feel it's a question that we'd like to answer and feature on the pmc podcast we would then during a podcast episode play your audio uh, so people can hear the question being asked and then we'll give our answer related to that so uh Go ahead and uh, check that out if you're interested and you want to be a part. Visit speakpipe.com slash forward slash practical missions cohort. At the same time, we want to take this moment just to remind everybody, uh, please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you can. It does help other people to find our channel, helps you to get notified when there's a new episode that's coming out, something for your edification or a way to incorporate you into the mission here in Italy to see how your prayers are being used, how your giving is being used, and how lives are being transformed through the proclamation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Uh, so go ahead and remember to subscribe. And uh, in addition, our last uh, quick announcement before we jump into our book recommendation today is related to serving. Now, it's a crazy time of the world. As you know, we're in a pandemic uh, during this recording, and it's been going on over a year now. Things are complicated. Things are complex. Uh, but sooner or later, this will all be gone, and things will get get going again, and people will be able to travel again, and, and missions of that sort will be able to happen. So we invite you to check out practicalmissions.org forward slash serve, where you can learn more about uh, serving on the field in Italy. Uh, so perhaps you have, uh, you sense a call or a desire to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in another land, cross-culture, help out a place that is desperately in need of hearing the gospel, and there's a variety of ways you can play a part. So we invite you to just check out that page and uh, see if there's anything there that catches your attention or a, a way that perhaps your church could join in as well on this work happening here in Italy. 
All right, I'll do the screen share here. Let's bring this up, add this to our thing. I want to start us today with this verse, which says, Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Truly, truly. In other words, Jesus is saying it's very important what I'm telling you needs to be seriously considered. In verita, in verita, we read this in Italian. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There is still in our day a lot of confusion when it comes to these words, you must be born again. You just look at the Roman Catholic teaching, for example, they say that this born again experience, whatever it is, would happen when an infant is baptized. If you read all of Scripture together and get a uh, systematic understanding of theology, how all Scripture is unified and points to Jesus Christ and doesn't contradict itself in any way, uh, we see that clearly cannot be how salvation works. It's not through works. It's not through uh, infants being baptized that people enter the kingdom of God. Uh, instead, we see uh, a lot of talk about regeneration, when someone is given a new heart, when someone is made alive. In Italian, we read vivificato, made alive, brought to life. And this is what regeneration is. This is what it means to be born again. There's a lot we could say here with this verse. Uh, but clearly, I guess one thing we need to take into heart is the reality that if you are born again, you are a Christian. If you are a Christian, you are born again. They really go hand in hand. But what's interesting is most people still today, and it's it's unfortunate, most people still today, when they think of these ide this idea of being born again, a lot of people would say, absolutely, all the way, yes, yes. And then you ask them, how did it happen that you were born again? And they don't realize it, but in their own thinking, in their own mind, they think that they caused themselves to be born again. Most people don't realize that, but that's that's what they're thinking or what they've been taught. They think that because they did something, because they repented or because they trusted in Christ or believed in Christ, that is what made them become born again. When quite the opposite is actually true, and this is life-changing, this radically changes everything. Because the reality of the situation is, as God describes it to us in His Word, is that we're dead in our sins, we're spiritually unable to do what pleases God, we're spiritually dead, actually, and He brings us to life according to His sovereign will, His timing, His plan. He causes us to be born again, and like a baby who's born out of her mother, his or her mother, comes into the world and is now alive and able to desire what is good and what is right. A baby is born, as we see even in this photo, there's anguish, actually, in the, in the birth experience. It's a, I almost fainted when our second child was born. It was so traumatic, the whole experience. And, but when a baby comes out, there's anguish, there's crying, there's life transformation. A new life is brought into the world, and it's often very true when someone is born of the Spirit of God. There's anguish, there's all kinds of complexities, and it's a real experience that someone encounters and understands and goes through when they surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. They're made alive. They now love God. They desire His Word. They hate their sin. They despise their sin. They're embarrassed about their sin because they've been given a new heart. They've been brought to life, and now they're able to repent of their sins and trust in Jesus Christ the way He commands. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I shared this verse today because it's profound. We all need to... Uh, understand what it means, regeneration, what it means, new birth, to be born again. It's foundational for Christian life. 
as I mentioned, you can't be a Christian unless you're born again. Uh, all true Christians have been born of the Spirit of God, born from above, are a new creature in Christ. Uh, so very, very important verses uh, for us uh, to, to have a firm grasp on. And the book that we're going to look at today actually will show us uh, a little more of this topic here, these verses, uh, when I read it. So, book recommendation uh, with a missions focus. This is a new aspect of the PMC podcast, something that we're going to try and do every couple weeks, uh, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, where we share books that are helpful, books that are useful uh, for you in your walk with Christ, uh, to honor Him, to live for Him in, in all areas of your life, and from a missionary perspective as well, where we're spending ourselves for Jesus Christ. Like every good disciple, we should be acknowledging on a regular basis our life is not our own we don't belong to ourselves anymore jesus purchased us with his blood we now belong to him and we should desire to do what he wants to spend ourselves for the kingdom and so when we give a missions focus it'll be reminding us as we go through book recommendations why we're living for what purpose and how we can better bear fruit with the time uh, that remains for us to live for the Lord. And, and one reason we want to recommend uh, books is because the truth is not all books are worth your time. Not all books are actually worth you picking up, reading, and investing in. Uh, there's great value in reading, and sadly, I think not, not enough people are reading books today. Uh, with all the different media things and, and technology that we have, it seems people read less today than they have in times past. Uh, I think even in Italy, they say on average, people are reading like one book a year or something like this, uh, which is unfortunate, uh, very, very sad. Uh, but even those who do read, not all books are created equal. And when it comes to Christian books, books that are designed, should be anyway, to edify you, build you up in Christ and the knowledge of God, His Word and who you are and how to live for Him and so on. Also here, not all books are created equal. Uh, there's a lot of books that could lead you astray. There's a lot of books that are just erroneous. There's a lot of books that... Uh, are okay, so-so, but then again, your time is also limited, your lifetime. You want to read books that really have an impact, really can make a difference, and help you to be the person God has called you to be. So, the first reason we wanted to recommend, or we're going to begin doing book recommendations, is this one here. We want to give to our partners in the ministry, those that we love and care about, who are partnering with us and helping us to reach the lost here in Italy and so on, uh, quality recommendations for them to read, uh, books that we could uh, uh, commend to them to read that would be worth their time and fruitful. The second reason we wanted to do uh, book recommendations, which we're going to continue doing, we've done a few in the past, but now we're going to get a little more serious and do them more frequently, is that not all who preach Jesus know Jesus. Uh, second reason we want to recommend books. Uh, there's a lot of people who stand in pulpits, there's a lot of people who preach, there's a lot of people who teach, and unfortunately, there's a lot who don't even realize they don't know Jesus, the real Jesus. They use his name, they say his name, they talk about him, they get excited about him. Uh, but when push comes to shove, what can often happen, and it, it does happen, is people get excited and passionate about preaching a Jesus that is actually a Jesus of their own imagination, a God of their own imagination. This happens way more often than we actually realize. Uh, unless we're preaching the God of the Bible, the sovereign God of the Bible who does not change, who doesn't learn anything new, 
who knows all things, who sovereignly decrees all that comes to pass, who has one plan that he's bringing out day after day. There's no plan B and no plan C with God. He's not learning new things and adjusting along the way. He really is sovereign over every little detail in all the universe, and he's bringing his plan forward for his glory. Uh, sadly, many preachers today uh, have a very low view of who God is and a high view of man at the same time. Typically, when people have a low view of God, it's at the cost of having too high a view of man. Uh, they put man up, man's abilities, capabilities, even tying this together with our verse this, today about having to be born again. Many people actually think they cause themselves to be born again. No one chooses to come into this world. No baby causes himself to be born. That's a sovereign work of God. God knows who his sheep are. God brings people to life and so on. God causes the new birth. We don't do that. Uh, but what many people are preaching today is actually the opposite. And so the, the, they, they use the name Jesus. They talk about God. Uh, they preach Jesus, so to speak. It's a Jesus of their own imagination, a God who tickles their fancy, who makes them feel good and doesn't worry about their sin and them needing to change and, and repent and so on. Uh, so that's a second reason that we want to continue also recommending books of quality. Uh, we don't want to see any of our partners caught up in in these kinds of uh, books that would uh, lead them astray or not be good for their edification and ultimately for uh, them to be fruitful as Christians and to bring God glory. Uh, we need to understand these concepts are very, very uh, real, and it is a sad situation, so we have to be very careful and selective with what we read. Okay, that being the case, here is our first book recommendation. What Jesus Demands from the World by John Piper. What Jesus Demands from the World by John Piper. This is the book that we're recommending today that we would commend to you to pick up. It's a good read, and I'll share in uh, a couple quotes from it in just a moment. But the tying this together a little bit, one reason we really want to recommend this book is because today the average person, when they think of Jesus, they think of uh, a flimsy man, uh, a gentle gentle lamb, but they forget he's a lion as well, and he's ferocious, and he's going to judge the world. And Jesus is the one also who, at one point in one of his parables, said, bring that person here that didn't want me to reign over them and slaughter them before me. Uh, this is the Jesus of the Bible, the sovereign God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, almighty and all-powerful. And uh, so when people think of Jesus today, they often think of, yeah, when you know you say yes to Jesus, your life will be better. Uh, come to Jesus. He has wonderful things in store for you. And, and, and all this, they have these ideas of Jesus that are very soft, very flimsy, very kind of like a genie in a bottle, if I dare say. Uh, many would fashion Jesus to be kind of like that. The idea that Jesus demands, that Jesus commands things that we need to obey because he's our king, he's our Lord, he gave his life for us, and we should joyfully want to obey everything he says, this concept is often forgotten today. And John Piper here in this book gets at it very good. I think, I think there's over uh, 50, let me look, I got the book here in front of me, over 50 different demands that Jesus made on his disciples. Yeah, there's 50 of them in this book. Uh, so the first one is, you must be born again. You must repent, come to me, believe in me, love me, listen to me, abide in me, take up your cross and follow me, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, rejoice and leap for joy, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And he goes on and on, all kinds of things that Jesus demands, he commands his followers to do. And, and this idea, I think, can further be emphasized as we think about missions and give a little bit of a missions focus to this idea today. 
It's a command from the Lord Jesus Christ to his disciples to go and to evangelize, to be witnesses, to proclaim the gospel message. And sadly, what happens is the average person, if they think of anything related to evangelism at all, the average Christian, it simply means invite somebody to come to church so they can hear somebody else present the gospel. But that's not the Christian way. That's not God's design, actually. The, the Lord desires that all of us are equipped, know the gospel well, know who we are in Christ, know who it is who dwells within us, the power of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us, and we ourselves are to be looking, opportunities, praying for open doors, going, taking steps, taking risks, going and talking to people about Jesus to help them see their need to repent, to believe, and to be saved. We're all called to be involved in that in some degree. Now, clearly, some are better at that than others, more gifted by the Holy Spirit to do that task, and 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 some are called to the mission field to go cross-culturally and so on, but ultimately, though, we're all called, commanded to do that, to proclaim the Word somehow, with our own mouth, to be making disciples and these things. And when we're not doing that, we're actually disobeying Jesus Christ. We're living in sin. You see, so... Uh, depending on your understanding of who the God of the Bible is, if you have a biblical view of who God is, it changes everything. And then we realize Jesus is not some flizzy, flimsy guy making some requests. You know, if you want to, go ahead and, you know, think about doing this or doing that. Or maybe if you feel up to it, if it pleases you, my disciples, go ahead and, and do this or do that. Uh, no, actually, he's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And what he says, we should be jumping to do as soon as possible, as quick as possible, in any way possible, and obviously by his grace, with his strength that he gives us. But that's not how most people see Jesus today, and they don't realize the commands and the demands that he makes of his disciples, but that we can actually do what he says by the power of his Spirit working uh, within us. And together we can do things and build each other up and edify each other to be more living for him rightly. Uh, so an, a good reason why we would recommend this book here, uh, to get a good healthy view of who Jesus is, who the God of the Bible is, John Piper does a phenomenal job of that. He has a good biblical view of, of the God of the Bible, uh, great pastor, great preacher, also very theologically minded and able to tie all things together. And he's written a number of books. I've only read a handful, uh, but this is one that we highly recommend you also because it's an easy format to read. Each of those 50 demands that he points out that Jesus made, uh, each of those uh, are only one, two, or three pages long, typically throughout the book. So what we do as a family, suggestion if you want to do this with your family as well, what we do is Sunday evenings, if we still have energy after doing a morning thing and an afternoon thing, Sunday evenings we'll pick up one chapter each week and we'll read through that one. Uh, it may happen on a different night of the week, but we're trying to do it at this point on Sunday evenings. We're going through one at a time. And it's short enough that it can be read together as a family. You can digest one topic, read a, a number of scriptures right there associated with that topic, and be encouraged to really ponder that reality, that demand, and pray to God for His help to live that out and put that into practice. Uh, so it's a great way to, to read one of these at a time. You could do one a week, you could do one a month, you could do one a day if you wanted, depending on how much time you have on your hands. Uh, but all very quality written uh, short exhortations there. Yeah, so if you wanted, uh, here we got two, uh, two passages. Let me share these, and then I'm going to show you uh, the link to it on the Amazon if you wanted to go pick this up for yourself as well. Flesh is what we are by nature, he says here. Let me make this bigger so we can all see. Flesh is what we are by nature. It refers to ordinary humanity. By our first birth, we are only flesh. 
This natural human condition, as we experience it, is spiritually lifeless. We are not born spiritually alive with a heart that loves God. We are born spiritually dead. Flesh is what we are by nature. So he's pointing out here the reality of talking about the new birth, command number one, demand number one, to be born again. We must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. He points out the reality that all of us are born a natural creature. Even Paul the Apostle describes the, uh, the unconverted man, the unregenerate man, is a natural man. He's spiritually dead to the things of God, unable to please God. That's what we are by nature. Ordinary humanity is that. In the flesh only. That's all they know. By our firstborn, we are only in the flesh. This natural human condition, as we experience it, is spiritually lifeless. We are not born spiritually alive with a heart that loves God. We are born spiritually dead. Stillborns, in other words, is what we're born. And a very, very profound concept. He goes into that much more in this, in this first uh, chapter. And, uh, but this is, again, something that changes everything for the Christian if he could understand this. If a person doesn't understand this, they think way too much of themselves and way too little of God. They think of their own capacities before God way higher than they ought to think. Uh, they don't realize that the Bible says, and before we're born again, we are actually spiritually dead. And not only that, it says we're enemies of God, at enmity with God, because we love the world, our flesh, that's all we know, and we're at enmity with God. And not only that, we're slaves to sin, and even slaves to Satan to do his will. This is the reality of every unregenerate person. And I love this because it ties in very good, just two uh, paragraphs later, uh, I found this quote that I wanted to share as well. Jesus, he says, Jesus sees all of humanity divided into two parts. Those who are merely born once, born of the flesh, the spiritually dead, and those who are born again by the Spirit of God. Those who are alive to God and see His kingdom as true and supremely desirable. Jesus sees all of humanity divided into two parts. This is great to hear, I think, in our day when there's so much tension and division uh, with racial stuff and, and all this. Even people saying today that Jesus was racist because of how he treated uh, the Samaritan woman at the well. Absolute nonsense. The Bible says Jesus was sinless. He couldn't be racist. He's the one who created the human race and is uniting people to God and bringing them back together. Uh, Another devotional I saw last week, uh, it's actually part of the prayer in, the, in this Christian, so-called Christian devotional, is that people would hate white people properly. They should hate white people or something like this. Uh, racist stuff, crazy stuff. Uh, but the reality is Jesus, he divides all of humanity into two parts. You're either alive in Christ or you're dead, spiritually dead. That's all. That's all there is. There's those who are born again and have been given life. The, the breath of God breathed into them, the Spirit of God. They're, they're alive. They're a new creature. And they walk by the grace of God. And then there's those who are walking around and moving, but are very much like walking dead people. Spiritually dead. Unable to respond to God. Unable to seek after Him properly. Unable to do His will. To comprehend His will. To respond properly to the gospel. And it's through the proclamation of the gospel. It's when his disciples obey him and go and evangelize the lost, while they're bringing the gospel to them, while they're evangelizing, God in his sovereignty saves some. He causes people to be born again. Have you ever considered, for example, why the same gospel message can be preached by a preacher to a crowd of people 
done very well or very poorly, doesn't matter, it can be done, and a handful will believe, will convert, will repent of their sins and be sorrowful for their sin and trust in Jesus Christ. The same exact message was heard by a number of other people, and they didn't feel anything. They didn't decide to do anything. In fact, then there's others in the same crowd who says, this guy makes me mad, and they pick up rocks to throw it at the preacher. Have you ever considered why that is? It's because God is sovereign over souls that are brought to life, saving sinners. He does it to whom he wills and when he wills. And, and this concept is absolutely crucial. So when the proclamation of the gospel is happening, God is pleased to reach in and pull fish into his net to bring them out of their sinful condition to make them alive. Uh, that's a work of God. So there's two quotes just from the first chapter of this book. Uh, but as you can see, he touches on very important topics, and it's this way throughout the entire book. Lots of good stuff, very important, and helps us to keep a biblical view of Jesus Christ. And uh, as you know, if you, if you want to live for Jesus, you need to know Him better. It should be your desire to know Him better, so you can live for Him more and honor Him more. Uh, we commend this book to you. If you want to pick it up, we'll put the link in the show notes. We don't get anything out of this, but just to make it easier for you, this book you can find on uh, Amazon. Uh, it looks like... Uh, yeah, you see the, the the book here, and then also the the Kindle price looks like it's uh, fourteen ninety nine. The hardcover a little bit more, twenty four dollars at the moment. Uh, but you can go ahead and, and pick yourself up a copy. We we definitely recommend it for you. And as I mentioned earlier on in this podcast episode today, uh, more recommendations to come for sure. And uh, we have a number of books. Uh, reading is a big part of. Uh, uh, of the ministry, as you know. And so we have tons of books. And even at the Academia, a number of different books we're recommending in our first course that we put together there. There's a lot of recommended articles associated with the first course and um, and books that we recommend people read on the subjects as well. Uh, so be looking for uh, more in the near future, more books. We're probably going to uh, do a series of books that we recommend on evangelism. Uh, because there's some very good books out there and some very lousy ones, but we want to share, I think we have five in the pipe there, five different books on evangelism that we highly want to recommend to you because they're good and they're solid, uh, biblically grounded, as well as a few books on preaching that are very helpful and good as well. And uh, and then also we'll probably after that get into some on on the church. What is a church actually? Um, and and we have a few books there that will be, uh, we believe, highly encouraging and and able to build you up in your understanding of the doctrine of the church. What is an actual biblical church? So be looking for more in the very near future. And I think that's it for today. I'm looking over the notes here. Anything else we wanted to mention? Uh, we covered a lot of things at the beginning there. This is, again, episode 232 of the PMC podcast. And we encourage you, if you want to be a part of the podcast, how you can leave a comment or a question, things of that nature. Uh, so if you've read this book and you've been encouraged, uh, let us know. Let us know what uh, in particular encouraged you about the book that we shared today. And uh, be sure to uh, stay tuned for uh, more books coming out in the very near future. Uh, that's it for today. Let me close out the live stream here. And uh, until the next time, guys, God bless you. And uh, thank you for your support and your prayers. Ciao, ciao. PMC Media Ministry exists to incorporate Christians into the Lord's mission of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy so others can flourish in Jesus' global mission whether they go or they stay. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. To learn more about what we do and how you can be involved, visit practicalmissions.org. 
If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.